0: What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Uproot Yourself Podcast. I am your host, Emily. Today's episode is going to be yet another casual episode. Um, you guys wouldn't believe, but I am actually recording in bed. I don't know why you wouldn't believe it, but I'm in bed right now. <laughs> I just took a bath, like zened out. I've been reading this book And I didn't upload an episode today because I left my recording equipment at my studio, or I thought I did. And when I went in this morning, I'm like, oh, I'll just record one real quick. And it turns out that my recording equipment was actually at my house, so I could have done it all along yesterday. Because you guys know, I like to upload on Tuesdays. Well, it's still going to be up Tuesday. It just, it's eight o'clock at night, Tuesday, January 9th. And I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, you guys. Anyway, I'm reading this book, The Inner Matrix, and my client actually brought it to me. Um, She is a boss. Like she is one of those clients that when I first met her, I was very intimidated by her. She pulled up in her blue BMW, like you can hear it. It's like one of those crossovers and like when they pull up, you can hear it. Like it's a loud, like purring sound. It's a beautiful sounding car. (laughs) And she gets out, she comes into my studio and she's like dressed really nice, makeup perfect, hair done perfect um, Louis bag, like just dressed to the nines. She's beautiful. And I just love her. I'm like, wow, she is like, she's just one of those women that like you want to be when you grow up. (laughs) And I'm 31 years old and I'm still saying things like that. But anyway, um, I really, I really love chatting with her. She, um, and her husband have a really successful business and they are just, They're just bosses. And she just randomly one day brings me this book and it's called The Inner Matrix. And so I've been reading it. I just got around to starting it. I'm only like, I don't know, like 60 or 70 pages in. And I got to this part, you guys should read it, but I got to this part where I was talking about when we're kids, we mimic everything our parents do and adults do. And we really don't, like make choices on our own like the only choices we make are based off of if we want to seek pleasure or avoid pain like when kids when you're a kid you you don't make rational choices you don't make choices like based off of what you're going to gain in the future you want just pleasure right away or you want to avoid pain And I thought that was really interesting because it makes so much sense because yeah, kids do. They just mimic their parents when they fall down and they hurt their knee and their mom freaks out and she's like, oh my God, what happened? Oh my God, are you okay? The kid starts crying. But if a kid falls... And then you start laughing. You're like, oh, good job, buddy. You got, you just got to get up again. Let's do it again. Let's go. You did so good. And then they probably giggle a little bit and they're fine. It's all about the energy that you have towards your children. And even when it talks about in the book, even when you're in your mother's womb, her inner matrix affects your inner matrix. So you are born with this kind of coding, um, or this code that you're kind of predisposed to. You can obviously change it, but you are predisposed to it. And it made me think about my childhood and I like just kind of analyzed like my behaviors as a kid and it's kind of crazy. Um, so then it gets to this part where it talks about if you take your kid to, I think it was like Taekwondo or uh, martial arts class and they do one class and then depending on how that class went, that is going to decipher if they want to go back or not. If you were to ask your kid, like, hey, do you, did you like it? Like, do you want to keep doing it? If any little thing happened where they didn't like it, they're going to say no, because they act on emotion. They act, if they're uncomfortable, they want to avoid discomfort. And so they'll say, no, I don't want to go back if they had a good time, they'll want to go back, obviously. But say they that they say, no, I don't want to go back because they had just an uncomfortable time. If as a parent, you were to say to them, okay, you don't have to go back. That trains your child to run away from discomfort. So then it just repeats. If you were to keep doing that to your kid when they're when they're young, and every situation that comes up that makes them uncomfortable, and you're like, oh, no, you don't have to work at that. You don't have to do that. Like, oh, you you experience such little discomfort. Like, yeah, let's take you out of there. You don't need to do that. It's like just sets them up for failure. So then the rest of their life growing up, they avoid discomfort. But the thing is, it got me thinking like, discomfort and doing things that are hard and that make you anxious and yeah, make you uncomfortable. Those are the things that move the needle forward in your life. Those are the things that make you better, that make you more confident. And I'm just like, damn, like it was, I've har- I've already heard things like this before. Like when you raise your children and you do everything for them and you um you know kind of bend the rules for them you're telling them that like you don't have confidence that they can do it themselves so you have to do it for them you're just telling them that you don't think that they can do it so then the kids grow up with no self confidence no self esteem because their whole life their parents have done everything for them and haven't made them work for anything or haven't made them like fail at anything i don't know i it's crazy to think about, like, just how many kids get screwed up just because of their parents taking them out of anything that might be slightly uncomfortable. I really don't want to listen to this back and hear how many times I said comfort, comfortable, discomfort, whatever. You guys, y- you know what I'm saying, though. I'm just trying to explain it to you, but anything worth having is going to take doing things that we don't want to do is going to take us doing things we don't want to do, if that makes sense. Nobody ever wants to wake up early at 4.30 in the morning and go to the gym. But how do you feel after? You feel amazing. You're like, hell yeah, I did that. I'm I'm a part of the 1%. That's actually what I say to myself. And it's not in an arrogant way. It motivates me to separate myself from the world and know that a very small percentage of people do what I do. When I get in cold water for a few minutes, I'm like, dang, I'm a part of the 1%. I'm doing something that most people on this planet are not willing to do. And that kind of lights me up inside. Again, not in an arrogant way. It makes me proud of myself because I'm seeking discomfort to build confidence in myself. I'm seeking discomfort to show myself you are capable of so much more than you think you are. Just do it. Just do it. When you have these conversations with yourself in your head about like, oh, I really don't want to do that right now. If you have that conversation or if you have that comment in your head, your subconscious is trying to keep you comfortable, right? It's saying like, no, you don't need to do that right now. Like, just do it later you need to say, no, you're not running this show. I run this show. This needs to be done. Let's go do it. Go do the dishes. Go make your bed. Go clean the bathroom. Go run the errands you need to run. Go make that phone call. Go write that email and just do it right now. Like stop putting things off. And those things build confidence too. And that's not even, it's not even hard. It's not even uncomfortable. It's just simply doing things that are necessary, but that you don't necessarily want to do. It's proving to yourself that you run the show and not your body. Your body and your feelings don't run the show. Your mind, you run your mind. I don't know if this is making any sense. (laughs) I am just kind of word vomiting right now, but I don't know. It gets me hyped. It really gets me hyped when I actually follow through with doing the hard shit. And I think everybody needs to seek feeling uncomfortable and everyone needs to push themselves to do the hard things. And then they grow confident in themselves and then they're like, "Ooh, what else can I do? What else can I do that I always said I couldn't do? because I just did that thing that I always said I couldn't do. So what else am I lying to myself about? I don't know. This is why I always love to read self-help books. Like, I know that not everyone enjoys them, but for me, it just keeps my brain, like, just thinking, and it, I don't know, it teaches me a lot about myself, and I, I love to learn about You know why we are the way we are. I like to learn about how to be better, how to grow. That's what this podcast is about. So that's why I'm sharing this with you guys. But if you can find um, a self-help book that you really enjoy, read it five times if you have to, because once you're not going to retain everything, you're not going to remember it all, read it again. And then by the third time, you'll be able to teach it probably. But yeah, this year, I mean, it's all about leveling up and it's all about doing the things that we don't want to do, the things that make us uncomfortable. It's about pushing ourselves to like stay disciplined because I really, I don't want to feel let down. I don't want to feel like I let myself down. And last year, I, I definitely accompl, accomplished a lot but I know that there were a lot of times where I wasted my time. I don't like wasting my time. Wasting my time is not like doing nothing, like going on a hike or whatever. Wasting my time is scrolling on social media or watching TV or allowing myself to be around people who bring me down and don't bring me up. Um, Wasting my time when I could outsource, there's certain things that I know I need to outsource. Um, so I want to get better with that in 2024. Ooh, a really good book to read when, if you want to read about delegation is the four hour work week. I actually want to reread that so many freaking books you guys that I want to read so many books that I want to (laughs) reread. So yeah, I want to read more every day. I need to read at least 30 minutes, at least. It's like re- realistically, I should be reading at least an hour a day. That's no biggie. I have plenty of time, but it's more of like the discipline of being like, okay, are you going to sit here and edit your reels and work on social media? Or um, are you going to read for an hour? And you could do that later because editing reels takes no brain work, but reading, you have to be somewhat awake. <laughs> so you can't wait until right before bed because I get too sleepy and then I'll fall asleep while I'm reading but anyway oh my gosh I'm yawning I hope this episode wasn't too big of a letdown but I kind of waited a little bit too long to record it it's 8 36 now it is around my bedtime y'all like I go to bed around 9 or 9 30 because I wake up at four thirty to meditate and then I get up at 5 to get ready for the gym So I'm going to leave you here. Um, if you can take anything from this episode, it is to challenge that inner voice in your head that says you can do it later and, uh, tell it to fuck off (laughs) and do the hard shit, do the hard shit, be about it. Like finally show up for yourself. Okay. Okay and I will chat with you guys in next week's episode. I promise it'll be a little bit longer than this one. Have a good night.